when the man of her dreams ran a hand across his devastatingly handsome face and said, I have to tell you something, and I don't want you to freak out. Clara Wheaton considered, for the first time, the alarming possibility that she could get dumped by someone she'd never managed to date. She cursed her wicked ancestors as she glared at the pineapple-scented air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror of Everett Bloom's Jeep Wrangler. No matter how many lines she'd fed her mother's friends back in Greenwich about pursuing fresh career opportunities, she'd moved across the country because part of her believed she stood a chance at winning Everett's heart after 14 years of pining. I rented my room out for the summer he said, the words both gentle and firm, the way someone might confess to a child that Santa wasn't real. You rented your room. Clara's response came slowly, comprehension dawning with each syllable. The one you offered me two weeks ago? If he hadn't been driving, and her mother hadn't made her memorize the etiquette of Emily Post in her adolescence, she might have lunged at him. She'd broken the lease on her apartment in Manhattan, left behind her friends and family, and turned down a curatorial internship at the Guggenheim, all for nothing? Even compared to generations of storied Wheaton family scandals, surely this nosedive into misadventure could claim a land speed record. The palm trees they passed along the freeway mocked her, a hallmark of the Hollywood happy ending slipping between her fingers. She hadn't even unpacked her suitcases. An undigested airport pretzel still floated somewhere below her diaphragm. How could Everett already be saying goodbye? No, hey wait, no, I didn't rent your room his signature lazy smile, the same one she'd fallen for the moment his family moved in next door all those years ago, dropped back into place. I rented the master. The band got an offer to go on tour last minute. Nothing too wild, but we're opening for a blues band outside Santa Fe with this crazy cool sound. And Trent bought a sick van to haul the equipment. His careless words sent her straight back to high school. How many times after his social standing skyrocketed in 10th grade had Everett canceled plans with her in favor of band practice? How many times since then had he looked over her shoulder instead of into her eyes when she tried to talk to him? No one would believe she'd earned two advanced degrees from Ivy League institutions, only to end up this stupid. Who rented the room? Clara interrupted his detailed description of the tour van's vintage fenders. What? Oh, the room. Don't worry, he's this super nice guy. Josh something. Found him on the internet a few days ago. Very chill. He waved a hand in her general direction. You're gonna love him. She closed her eyes so he wouldn't see them roll toward the sunroof. No matter how many times she considered the lengths she would go to in her quest to finally win Everett Bloom's affection, she'd never imagined this. He turned the car onto a street, proudly sporting a rainbow crosswalk. 
Listen, I'll drop you off and give you my keys and stuff, but then I gotta head right out. We're supposed to be in New Mexico by Friday. The last traces of apology ebbed with his words. Clara watched his fingers, the ones she'd often imagined running through her hair in a tender caress, resume their furious beat on the steering wheel. She searched for any trace of her childhood best friend underneath his aloof veneer and came up short. Pain burned beneath her breastbone. Somewhere in her bloodline, a Wheaton had crossed fate, cursing his descendants to pay the price. That was the only explanation for why, the one and only time Clara had taken a leap of faith, she'd landed with a spectacular belly flop. She dragged a deep breath into her lungs. There had to be a way to salvage this whole thing. <laughs>